the Married with Channels podcast. Married couple watching TV shows or sometimes streaming movies. It's movie time. Movie time. My name is Luce. And I'm Jody. I'm the husband. She's the wife. Yep. And we, uh, we're talking uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, we watched a movie in a, well, in two nights. We had to break it up into two nights. And it's in two night irony. <laughs> You'll keep making bad jokes, everyone. Stick around. I am the pun master. Anyway, so you want to give me your uh, high level? Well, I was looking forward to it. Sure. Um, Like a fool, I kind of saw the early reviews and everybody's raving about it. Hmm. It got a, a really good Rotten Tomato score. And I figured they did pretty good on the first one. This is probably going to be good. Little did I know that it was not going to be good. Yeah, I was looking forward to it too. Loved the first movie. Love Wonder Woman. L- just love it. But I there was some so many things I was disappointed with. <laughs> yeah, the it had some moments. Maybe we should start with sure. the good. All right. Um, you know, I I like it and it's all of 3 seconds long. The part where she's riding lightning with her lasso, that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, I think, I think Pedro Pascal is a great actor. Yeah. Um, I thought he did really good with what he had here. Sure. Who played Max Lord, by the way. Yeah. Um, Kristen Wiig's good. Yeah. I, I like all of these actors. Don't get me wrong. I just, you know, didn't, I didn't like some of the script and some of the, the things here. I really like the opening scene. With a young Diana participating in like these games, mm-hmm. um, that was cool. I I had high hopes after that scene. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. All right. Yeah. Anything else that's good? Um, I because I really want to get into the bad. <laughs> I know, right? So this is kind of good. I, I liked the that the the background and the extras were very eighties. I mm-hmm. I liked the mall scene, um, 80s, I, like the stylization of it back to that decade. Sure. Um, I thought, you know, even at the Smithsonian party, there were extras there in great 80s dresses and 80s hair and stuff like that. Um, I did like the lightning thing. That was pretty cool. Yeah, but again, that was three seconds. I know, right? Um, I... I like the story with her and Steve. Like, I like that, you know, that was that was her true love. And I like that part of it because I'm a sucker for true love. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I like that. Um, but yeah, there were. Shall we get into the bad? <laughs> yeah. Give me a second. Sure. Beep, burp, burp. Beep, burp, burp, burp. Is it my microphone? No, you're oh. fine. You're fine. I'm going to do this. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. So, the bad. The bad. Yeah. Let's, um, let's start from the top. Okay, yeah. Why do you have two prologue scenes? Why do you have her as a kid doing the Olympics in, I forget the name of the place they live. Why do that and then have the mall robbery scene? Well, the the 
mall robbery is where she foils the heist of the artifacts. It kind of starts that storyline. Okay, yeah, I forgot about that. That makes sense. So just have that, you know? And I read somewhere that they had the, just have the jewelry heist opening. Oh, gotcha. Just start there. I don't know. I read somewhere that they, she, Patty Jenkins, the director, writer, fought with the studio. They wanted her to cut both scenes, but she kept the Olympic scene for people who hadn't seen the first movie. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, but to me, it's like uh, a lot of people saw the first movie, you know? Well, and I don't, I don't think it lends anything to it other than the one line that Robin Wright delivers at the end when she yanks her out of the competition where she's like, true heroes are not born out of lies because Diana cheated, you know? Yeah. Um, But I feel like you could have had that in another way, maybe. I liked the scene, you know. I liked it too. It just felt like go with one or the other. Yeah, sure. Or, Or maybe there's a way to truncate one of these. All right, so let's talk about the mall scene. Again, I love that it was the 80s vibe and feel, but um, I was like, what is she, like Spider-Man now? I think yeah. we both kind of said that. Like, Yeah, yeah, that was, a, that was weird. And I get you kind of have to go in a sequel. You have to build on the stuff you've already done. Yeah. So I get that. But yeah, it just, it was a little weird. It was like, oh, she's Spider-Man slinging that thing around. And also, what's the length of that lasso? It yeah. seems like it's 400 meters long. Yeah, it doesn't look like that when she holds it in her hand, but maybe yeah. it stretches. I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a minor thing. But yeah, the Spider-Man stuff. Um, also, Gal Gadot is not a good actress. Uh, right? I don't I didn't see that. Most I of don't the time, agree with that. Most of the time, she was just kind of, eh. Really? But uh, there was one scene towards the end. And I think is when she was having to let Steve go. Yeah. That uh, she really, I think, nailed it. Hmm. And uh, I just picture them doing like 27 takes and they, she finally got it. But look, I don't want to knock, know. I don't want to bag on her. She's fine. I just don't think she's a great actress. I think she's amazingly gorgeous. Right. I but, think she's a great actress. I disagree with that opinion on this one. I didn't really hmm. see any bad acting from her. Um. You know, I I didn't really see anything there that really was off-putting, I guess, for me. Also off-putting is the movie was kind of disjointed. There was a lot of, like, it didn't flow. It, there it was some extra went. stuff there, too, where it's like, okay. And I think it was a little bit too cram-packed. You know, you had two villains, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, the Max Lord thing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I like how it ended with him where he was almost redeemed. Yeah. But it just, it just seemed like a bit much. I guess you could say maybe the argument is with the Max Lord storyline, this is going to allow us to do something different. Not the usual, like, you know, hole in the sky and the aliens are coming down. Sure. And, you know, it's a regular person that could be a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the Kristen Wiig, Barbara Minerva character if you went just with her, then it's like, oh, the big bad. She's the big bad that you got to stop in the end and you're going to defeat her. And sure. She's going to learn her lesson. Sure. It's so maybe I'm getting a little off track here, but it just seemed like it was a little bit all over the place, the movie. Sure. And can we 
Did you have something to say? What? Uh, well, I was just going to touch on Kristen Wiig. Oh. I, I like her. I think she's a great act- actress. I just don't know if I liked her in this uh, as the villain. Like when she transformed, you know, I, I believe her as the nerdy girl falling down and funny, you know, and awkward and, yeah. you know, kind of that, you know, I don't know, that bounciness that she has. I kind of believe that. Um, yeah. But her dark, scary villain, you know, transformation. You're talking it, about the end when she's like an actual yeah. cheetah? Well, that too. But like when she's kind of drunk with power and lost her mm. humanity and she, you know, she's got the black eyeliner and it just, I don't know, something about it just didn't quite work for me. Um, she doesn't strike me as a bad girl there. You know, right. it just, it just didn't take me to like, Ooh, now she's dark and scary, you know? Yeah. I get what you're saying. I think she's fine. I didn't have a problem with her one way or the other in the movie. Yeah. My only problem with her character is, you know, when, when she first walks into the Smithsonian yeah, all this, and it's like, everybody hates her and was repulsed by her. Yeah. Like, or what? completely it, ignored her. Well, yeah. And even the woman who fucking hired her is yeah. like, uh, Barbara, ugh. you know, like, yeah. like get out of my way. It's like, it, yeah. Why is she so, so if she, yeah. If you're so taken aback by her and in, in a bad way, why don't you, why did you hire her? Yeah. She doesn't like look grotesque or anything. She's no. just nerdy and awkward, but it, it's another example of like, there's gotta be a term for like the nerdy, beautiful girl, you know, yeah. you know, like, uh, she's all that. Remember that? Yeah. She's obviously a great looking girl girl but you put glasses on her it's like ew gross kill yeah, it with fire right everyone's mean to me yeah. yeah it's like we're not buying that well i mean that does happen in real life coming from a former nerdy pretty girl oh look at you <laughs> look at you i'm a pretty girl who's had i wore glasses in high school therefore i was oh alienated oh. totally that <laughs> totally happened <laughs> yes okay yes <laughs> well I, it happens. I, right? It just, it just, it's just so annoying. Like she walks in, and that one guy's like, ugh, ugh, "Barbara, don't ugh. talk to me." Yeah, yeah. And, and her boss is like, ugh, "Gross, Barbara." It's like, yeah, people. Yeah, and then you know, Diana notices her and is nice to her, and pretty much befriends her. Like she agrees to go have dinner with her and things like that. And so, you know, I think I said it at the end when they when they were duking it out when she had transformed and they're fighting. It's like she's literally fighting the only person in the world that's ever been nice to her. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't really get that. I didn't really get that either. It's like all of a sudden everyone else who has been horrible to you is now your BFFs. And like she was so charming and entertaining and the one guy who wouldn't talk to her was kissing her butt, you know, like, here, let me do this for you, you know? And it just, it's, I get it. She wished for that, but I don't know. It just was like, okay, you're fighting the one person that was nice to you. And I don't know why she wanted to go further in her powers. Right? Like, wasn't that good enough? Like, she's standing there while Max Lord is doing his, you know, worldwide broadcast. Yeah. She should have been like, okay, I'm gone. Yeah. Because like, you, got, you got the strength. You got yeah. the the confidence. Yeah. Call it good. Right. Unless she was just like, I can, I want more. I don't know. She evidently lost herself because, I mean, you saw the scene where she's beaten up the, the guy who tried to assault her and, you know, she, she almost took it further by ending his life. 
you know. It may be just right off to the old adage, um, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Sure. Something like that. Sure. Can we talk about Steve Trevor yeah. and him coming back to life? What yeah. happened to the guy whose body he took? I know, right? Where like, the fuck did he go? And no one missed him. He's evidently like some single bachelor yeah. that no one cares about. Like his office isn't calling him, right? Leaving 10 messages a day like, where are you, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Or he, mom. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He evidently has no people on earth. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, and then she saw him at the end. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's, oh, okay, so maybe they're going to hook up. They didn't really push that. No, I think it was just uh, kind of her sly smile of like, yeah, we've met before, but, you know. Wink, wink. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, 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 it was weird too, and it was kind of a I don't know if it's a throwaway line, but when Max Lord is in there, kind of fishing around, and there's some Smithsonian event, and Diana's like, you know, I don't usually go to those things. You talking about the cocktail party, yeah. fundraiser thing? Yeah. yeah, I don't usually go to those things, but then all of a sudden she was going to it. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, here we see her in a dress, getting out, going up into the building where the party is like yeah okay yeah yeah i don't know um their scene too where they stole the plane i was like this is the smithsonian right that's that's what she accessed like they don't have planes sitting on a runway with jet fuel in them no (laughs) no not even not even close i don't that was when they pulled out of their ass yeah uh yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're stealing the plane, and the Smithsonian police are coming after him. Guns yeah. are blazing. Like Smithsonian police don't have guns. No, there's park police that right, you know, work outside, and they probably have, you know, jur- uh, jurisdiction in the buildings. Sure, I would imagine, but do they no, carry guns? There's, there's no runway, and the, at least last time I checked, they don't carry guns. Right, as somebody who lived out there. Yeah. But, did you like all the shots of the of the mall and stuff and the monuments and yeah, things like that? Fine. Did it take you back to that area? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Speaking of era. Yeah. You know, this is set in 1984. Yeah. You know what's weird? Hmm. There were the shots, like you mentioned earlier, of like at the party and the people, the clothing, the yeah. hairstyles. Yeah. And I don't know what it was. The movie didn't make me feel like I was in 1984. And And that's such a weird thing. Well, and you know what else kind of irritated me is they didn't dress or look like they were in 1984. None of the main characters, Barbara, Diana, Steve. I mean, they kind of did that little fashion show with him and like, oh, look at my fanny pack and here's my bright tank top. But on the daily, the stuff that she wore to work was not super 80s. Same with Barbara. Like it wasn't really all that different from what people wear now (laughs) and look i get it some of those trends are coming back and you know a a pantsuit or jumpsuit today might look kind of similar to something in 1984 but not really 1984 like 80s style was very distinct yeah and i feel like they kind of missed that with the costumes here and it with the main characters in the film yeah, I don't know what it was. It was. It's probably that, what you just said, and I don't know. It just, it just didn't. It. I didn't feel like I was in 1984. It felt like somebody was 
window dressing a modern building, the front uh, window with 80s stuff. Sure. You see the 80s stuff, but you don't feel like it's 1984. It's like somebody had an 80s party, but you didn't participate. <laughs> yeah. You just came in your regular clothes. That's what I felt like. Yeah. But I don't know. But yeah, maybe it's not just the clothes. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, there were some things that, you know, harkened back to that time. Um, you know, I'm thinking of like, you know, you see a, a shot of it in the office and it has all the old computers and, yeah, you know, things like that. But even like Diana's apartment was not very 80s. Well, we um, didn't see much of that apartment. Not a whole lot. And it was but like a dull night shot. I know, but it was still very kind of modern and sleek. It was that shot next yeah. to uh, next to the... Oh, After the mall steal uh, uh, heist. Yeah, and so it was just kind of a very stark contrast between that 80s-looking mall and this modern-looking apartment that she has going on there. And then um, I was going to say the same thing about, like, Max Lord's office. Like, mm. it didn't really look 80s to me or kind of stylized in that way. And maybe I'm off on that, but... No, I, um, I, I agree with you. I think you're right on. It, it. I mean, speaking of Max Lord, yeah. I think he wore a double-breasted suit. Yeah. And his hair was kind of 80s foppish. Yeah, kind of. By the way, speaking of Max Lord, yeah. how much of that is supposed to be based on Donald Trump, do you think? Ah, that was... There was a little bit going on there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that a little subtle, bit. Subtle, but not so subtle. Yeah, right. Um, You know... They they did kind of do well with the guy that Steve embodied. His apartment was pretty eighties, and they kind of made fun of that. And yeah, you know, yeah, that of, was fine. Kind of included that into that script in that section, but yeah, but what I don't know what it was. It just the overall feeling of the movie. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't. I mean, we've talked about Fargo a lot. Yeah, everything about that movie. Made me feel like it was 1950. The show? Yeah. Yeah. It just... You're getting confused saying movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it didn't really land. Yeah, there's a good way to do a time period and there's a wrong way to do it. And I felt like this missed so many different ways to do it. The other scene I wanted to kind of air my grievances about is, you know, you go from that mall, which looks totally 80s, to... When Barbara goes shopping, that didn't look very 80s to me. It looked like a regular boutique, like a dress oh. boutique that you'd go shopping at today. It yeah, you wasn't. Mentioned, you mentioned the heels. And yeah, also like the shoes and the dress that she wore to the, the Smithsonian Gala. It, it, I mean, they had high heels, but they didn't have like, I mean, she's wearing like the skinny toe and the stripper heels like they were. That wasn't a thing. I though? don't think that was a thing in the eighties. I can mm. show you some eighties shoes if you want, but that I mean, maybe in the clubs and the it, gentlemen clubs, but I it, don't. Yeah, ladies didn't wear shoes like that then, and you know they had like body conscious dresses back then that were kind of form fitting and tight. You know, you think of like Robert Palmer's girls and right, the videos right. and stuff like that. But hers was almost like modern stylized with kind of the cutouts and the lace and I'm getting into fashion and stuff like that here. But I just didn't feel like that was an 80s dress or costume. I felt like they could have done a better job with that. That looked like something you'd wear out today. 
And I, I, I kind of understand why they would do that with her and also with Diana, where you don't want them too 80s up because then maybe it's right. distracting. And also maybe the actresses or their agents are like, no, I don't want her in those big uh, shoulder pads. Sure. She looks ridiculous, you know. I mean, I think there's a fine line there. I just think what they wore looked like something they would wear today. Yeah. And out and about and no big deal. Um, You know, did I want to see her with big hair and big shoulder pads? No, not really I that either. I mean, a either. little bit. A little bit. I mean, I think you can do that in a in a way that's a good balance. I just think they just look like they were wearing, wearing regular clothes. I mean... And- I think you could, that's an easy one with Kristen Wiig's character mm-hmm. early on. Like when she first shows up at the Smithsonian, mm-hmm. have her in that shoulder pad jacket. And Floral dress with the lace collar. And the, or, and yeah. the, big, uh, the big super glasses yeah. with yep. the uh, arm that goes down low as opposed to... I think there's a way to do that. And I, I don't want to get into too much nitpicky about the 80s, but right. that's just another example of yeah. how this movie just didn't make you feel like you're in 1984 yeah. a lot. Yep. Can we uh, can we talk can we talk about Pedro Pascal? Yeah. And Max Lord. Yep. Let's do it. I said it while we were watching. It, I felt like again, he's a great actor. Yes. I've loved him and everything he's done, and I believed everything he's done. Yes. Uh, but horribly miscast here. I think. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. It I just think didn't he did, seem. I think he did a great job. Yeah. He did it without seeming too hammy and over the top. Right. Like when at the end when he was getting kind of maniacal, it right. wasn't like you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't cartoony cheesy. It he did just, good. Yeah, yeah, it was just enough to it didn't go over the edge. Yep. But again, and it just seems like is that a child? I, no, she's in bed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the camera on. interrupted by children all the time. Yeah. Um. What were we saying? It Max just Lord. yeah, it just didn't seem like a good fit here. It seemed like, um, yeah, he did good, but yeah, I like him. I just don't think this was a good fit for him. I, I fi- think Alec Baldwin would have been better. Yeah, I or, don't know. Uh, yeah, just Pedro Pascal again, great actor. Just didn't think this was the right role for him. Sure, I think too. Like something that was kind of it felt a little rushed in in the script and i don't know how you can do it different i'm not a writer and i you know i've never written a screenplay so forgive me but you know when they were trying to track down the dreamstone and its origins and get the answers to what they were up against it's like that all came together very quickly in like one or two sentences you know, like how to solve the problem. And then they kind of split off and all went their own ways to, Hmm. you know, eventually get to, you know, the fight scene and, you know, Barbara joining Max Lord on the flight and things like that. But it was like that one scene where they kind of, I think they go to some, Mayan shaman, an ancestor of a Mayan shaman. Oh, yeah. And that's where they got their answer. And then, like, that's the part where they said, like, everyone has to renounce their wish. And it just was kind of glossed over quickly to where, like, at the end, you're like, wait, what? What? They they have to give up their wishes to beat the bad guy? Like, I wasn't quite 
it didn't quite click at first, like what what they what they were doing or what she was trying to get everyone to do with the truth lasso even until I was like, oh, remember they said that with that shaman guy. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about the shaman guy. Yeah. Uh, real quick. Yeah. Uh, before we end it, we should think of a wish we would make if we had the wishing stone. Don't not right now, Ooh. but just think about it. All right. Um, and we're getting towards the end here, I think. Sure. Hang on, I got more with that. Okay. The other thing I didn't quite get, because it didn't really show it with Barbara and Diana, I didn't quite get that when they made a wish, there was a a price to pay for that. I didn't either until about three quarters away through the movie. Yeah, because I was like, why is she getting hurt all of a sudden? Why is Wonder Woman getting hurt? Exactly. Yeah. Like, why is she not kicking these guys' butt here? Like, come on. And... So I didn't quite get that. That wasn't quite conveyed because when Barbara and Diana made their wish, it was just them and the Dreamstone by themselves. And it wasn't anybody saying, okay, I'm going to take this from you now. And maybe that's something the shaman guy said. I don't know. But I I didn't really get it until I saw Max Lord granting people's wishes and taking things from them. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. That Um, was, that was, that's when it was painfully obvious. But uh, yeah, like you, I, I was kind of, oh, okay, so you lose something when you make a wish. Yeah, I was like, why is she getting hurt? Why is she losing her powers? And so, you know. She's having her Wonder Woman uh, lady time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Does Wonder Woman get a period? Oh, I probably not. Mm. Probably not. I mean. Wonder she, Womb. Yeah, probably not. Sorry. She's probably infallible in that way. Can we talk about the uh, cameo scene? Yeah, hang on, let's get there. The other thing I wasn't sure about was, could she fly in the first movie? I was <laughs> no, like, wait, no. she could fly now? So Like, we, yeah, what? We talked about that during the movie. Yeah. And I remember looking this up, maybe when the first movie came out. Okay. Um, There's certain iterations of Wonder Woman where she can fly. Okay. But then there's some where she cannot. So okay. I think the the history on that is kind of yes and no okay but i like how they did this where it's like she can fly but it's not like superman where you know look up and jump up and you're flying no that's exactly how it happened like after she renounced her wish and steve went back to wherever he came from she was flying she lassoed a plane yeah and the plane pulled her up yeah and then she was flying Okay. After that, it's almost like a, she she needs she a needs sli- a little a slingshot. Okay. Or All right. All right. That's confusing. Yeah, I don't know if that really achieved anything. Yeah. Okay. I, I like the idea of her just being able to kind of not Spider Man it, but you know, I thought she's gonna hook onto the plane with her lasso and just kind of go with that for a little while. Okay. And then when she's over her destination, she lets go of the lasso sure. and drops down. Here's another one that kind of got me. Didn't max lord's kid make a wish yeah i wish you were here daddy but prior to that didn't he make a wish i don't think so i thought he did when he was with him but he didn't grant that wish Uh, i don't i i don't think so okay i don't know 100 percent. so i know he made the wish at the end but i could have sworn he made another one in the movie but it mm. just didn't materialize. And so I was like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that one. He wished for a puppy and the puppy 
showed up at his house. No, it wasn't a puppy. The, it was more like with his dad, the dad stuff. But can we, can we talk about the kid real quick? Yeah. How's this kid just showing up? Like, yeah. Who's the babysitter or mom that's dropping him off? Like he just shows up. Yeah. Walks in. There's no like, and, and we don't need a whole big backstory about how the babysitter's making him peanut butter and jelly. Okay, we're going to your dad's office now. I don't. We don't need that. No, I scene, don't know. But. He. Uh, I know. At one point, Max was like, "How many weekends do I have with him?" You know, like annoyed that he was there yeah. again. I hate my kid. So I guess I'm guessing it's some sort of custody visitation arrangement. So. I did like the end where he kind of embraced his son and felt yeah. bad and like yeah. realized like what's important is my kid, not yeah. me and getting power. And yeah, like, that. and he owned up to. Uh, all right. So yeah. A little, little break in the action there. <laughs> we had a power outage in the neighborhood. Yes. Oh, so, fun times. Yeah. Yeah. So that happened. Yep. So we were talking about. Max kind of owning up to his to his mistakes, admitting he's a bad person, right. but kind of vowing to do better and be be a better person. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. No, and uh, yeah, I liked how that character's arc ended. Yeah. Um, anything else? Um, you know, I. I liked the gold armor, the suit of mm. gold armor. I don't recall ever seeing that before um, in any Wonder Woman depictions. So that was kind of cool. But yep. yeah, well, but it was also kind of, uh, you know, a departure from what you normally see Wonder Woman wearing, I guess. Right. So no, she was. uh yeah, I'd never seen that before and definitely wasn't in the Linda Carter Wonder Woman show from the 80s. Right. And I I almost felt like, God, that could be its own character. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, it's kind of a winged bird look and it's gold mm. and, you know. Yeah. It just almost kind of seemed like it could be its own character. Speaking of Linda Carter. Yes. Let's talk about that uh, real quick, that uh, scene in the credits. And uh, here's the scene. Please, you have to let me thank you, Miss. Asteria. Asteria. Wow. It's a beautiful name. It's from my culture. I just don't understand what that is about other than like, hey, look, Linda Carter, everybody. Yeah, so she in this movie is Asteria. Asteria. Mm-hmm. Again, <laughs> another 80s tune. Um, and she is um, the person whose gold suit of armor that was. Oh, really? Yes. Um, so Diana, um, ret- it says uh, Diana returns home. And gets the armor of legendary Amazon warrior Asteria. Again, Asteria. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that makes sense, but I just don't think it's necessary. Yeah. I so I I also felt like the the scene itself, like the the paper banner kind of collapses, and then the pole kind of collapses, and it was very 
almost kind of slapstick, you know? It, mm-hmm. it, it just didn't fit the feel of the rest of the movie for me. When it just... It, it didn't really seem like anything really noteworthy. It seemed very much like tacked on at the last minute. Yeah. Like they were talking with Linda Carter's people and for whatever reason couldn't get a hold of her. And then at the last minute, they're like, oh, yeah, she can do it. She, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> farmer's market. And I don't know, a telephone pole falls down, whatever. I mean, she saved you know, a baby. We can't do it. it. Yeah, but do something yeah. like, uh, do something like, uh, you know, like a car's about to plow into the baby. And then she. Like like Diana did earlier, kicks it out of the way. Yeah, like I said, I felt like it was a little slapstick. Like, okay, we're gonna do this in one take, so it's everything's got a time just right, you know. Yeah, it just I didn't seem it didn't seem necessary. It didn't add anything. It, it, all it provided was a little bit of fan service. Like, oh look, I remember her from the TV show. Well, and I don't know if I really caught on who she was supposed to be in that scene. No, you you had to read up on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Watching the movie. Um, yeah, I mean, unless you're really paying attention, and maybe that's mine and your fault is we weren't really paying attention to every single thing. What I was trying. I, well, I was trying too, <laughs> but you know, we watched it. It was uh, what Saturday, and you know, yeah, tired Part- and kids. You know, finally go to bed, and I've had sure. a little scotch in me. Thanks, Chris Myers, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, I did not have scotch, <laughs> but uh, it just, didn't I was paying necessary. attention. I just, I didn't get who she was supposed to be. I just thought, oh, it's Wonder Woman, but it's not Wonder Woman. Okay. Uh, sure. You know, I would have rather have had her made a cameo cameo as one of the people at the cocktail party, you know, ah, funny. Like, Hi, how are you? Yeah. I, oh yeah. We work together at the office, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. Sure. I would at least like to have seen her in that gold suit if she is supposed to be that character. Because remember, they showed the scene where, you know, they all put their their armor around her to protect her. Mm-hmm. And I would have liked to have seen her there so you could connect the two, you know, that, oh, oh, okay, that's who she's supposed to be. Or lean in on it and have her actually... Fight alongside Wonder Woman yeah, as Asteria. Or, or she gives her some sage advice or yeah. something. Yeah. She, yeah. She's like the the one other Amazonian woman who's in the earthly world. Yeah. Who she can bounce ideas off of whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, final thoughts on Wonder Woman 84? Oh, I just, I wanted it to be so good, you guys. I did. I am a huge fan. I love the first one. I just, I love the actors and I, I just wanted it to be so good and it just didn't do it for me. And then did I hear they're making a third? Yeah. They're fast tracking. it. Oh my. Okay. Well, well, come on. You better bring it next time. Yeah. Much like you, I was looking forward to it. Yeah. And I liked the first one. thought it was really well done. Yeah. And this one just was a turd. <laughs> and it, it had a couple moments that I liked, a couple yeah. of performances, just, just didn't work sure and i'm here i read an interesting quote is this wonder woman the first one was like the best dc movie yeah i'd say that i agree with that and now they're saying wonder woman 84 is like probably the second worst after justice league Ah. (laughs) so take that for what you want sure what you will sure sure (laughs) 
Let's wrap it up. Wonder Woman 84 on this uh, Married With Channels podcast. That's going to do it for us. No, you forgot your wish. Did you think of a wish? Oh, shoot. What were you going to ask the Dreamstone for? Uh, a job. What's your wish? <laughs> to live forever. Oh, uh, yeah. You want to live forever. I, I do. I do. I, I just you think... want to watch your babies die and your grandparents no, die? Th- well, no. That's what's going to happen. Mm. I don't want to talk about the bad parts of the wish. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be there when the flying cars are there. And... No, I just... I think life is pretty cool. And why not live as long as you can right. to experience it and enjoy it and embrace all that it brings. I just want a job. Let's start with a job for now. Yeah. How about health? How about a How about a solution yeah. to a world pandemic? Can I wish for a solution to a world pandemic? Oh, that's a good one. I think yeah. that needs to happen immediately. All right. For Married yeah. with Channels. Yeah. I'm the husband, Moose. I'm the wife, Jody. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,